Amen. All right, I made it. All right, First Peter chapter 1. And uh, I want to talk to you about something very important tonight in time. The Bible teaches us redeeming the time for the days are uh, evil. Time is very precious. According to Ecclesiastes, there's a time to every purpose uh, given under heaven. And so a wise steward will understand this. But let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Look at verse uh, 17. And uh, let's stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. We'll read through the end of the chapter, responsively, verse uh, 25. So 1 Peter 1, beginning in verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So look back, please, at verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges, judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. And so we're going to talk about this tonight, passing the time. Um, all of us are passing the time. That's basically what life is. The clock's ticking. And also, uh, how are we doing this? What is our intent? What is the spirit um, in passing the time? All right, let's pray. Our Father, we pray that you would uh, get a hold of us, help us to realize uh, time is fleeting. Our life is but a vapor. It's like smoke. It's swifter than a shuttle's beam. Many are getting cut down like the grass. Help us to understand there's a time to every purpose given under the heaven. We must be wise stewards. We must understand we're in the last of the last days. Help us to choose our pastime wisely the spirit of it, the wisdom of it, and we yield to your Holy Spirit that he'd give us power to preach and to hear the word, that you bring a conviction where needs be, bring a revival, a stirring in remembrance of your work in the past, the hope of the future, the blessed hope of eternal life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. 
plainly says that we are passing the time and we choose how we pass the time. You know, I've heard that since I was young. Uh, that's America's favorite pastime. Or this is my favorite pastime. This could be an interest. It could be a hobby. Be some type of a activity. Some people like to uh, barbecue. They say, I, I, and I like to barbecue. I like to eat barbecue. But, uh, you know, passing the time. Or some people, I like to go camping. Passing the time camping. Some people like to go fishing. They pass the time with uh, fishing. Some people like to read books. Uh, some people may like to knit or crochet, though that may be a possibly dying art. Some people like sports. Uh, they like to just go out, maybe play basketball, a pickup game, something like that. Maybe uh, flag football, something like that. Uh, but in the old days, they called baseball was one of America's favorite pastimes. That's what they did to pass the time, to pass the summer months. There's nothing American like, what did they say, baseball and uh, apple pie. Some people play golf. Some people play dominoes. I have relatives. They'll play dominoes four to six hours. I mean straight. And they're diehards, and they're passing that time. That time's going to pass, but they're going to do something while they are passing the time. Other people might become workaholics. They don't want to face reality. Or maybe they have a lot to do. But they use this as an excuse not to think about really what is important in life, but simply a way to just pass the time. It's kind of sad when you read Ecclesiastes and all of your labors, you can't take it with you. All of the sufferings, all the accumulation of all your possessions. We brought nothing into this world. It is certain we'll take nothing with us. Um, and, you know, I've really thought about that a lot lately. Jesus plainly said, a man's life consisteth not in the things which he possesseth. Some people are partiers. They just want to party. Looking for any reason to go out and eat. Let's do lunch. Uh, I, I went out the other day, very rare for me, by the way, and uh, this guy took me out. It was $32 for a hamburger, two hamburgers, and some other things. And I was where we were leaving, and I said, would you ever dream 10 years ago you would have spent your money on two hamburgers, 32? I said, I wouldn't. If you'd have asked me then, I said, I'm never eating out again. I'm, I'll probably never eat again. I'm not paying $32 for a hamburger. This is ridiculous, this pandemic, and then you got the re, this uh, inflation to get it all back. So time is passing. I never liked the term... I'm killing time. There was a song written, probably a few named that. When many times I've been with someone, they have an appointment, they're a little bit early, 
They'll say, you know, my appointment's not until 11, it's 10.30. And what will they say? I need to kill some time. I need to kill some time. No, you need to save some time. We need to save time. We need to live in time. We don't need to kill time. We don't need to waste time. I've never liked that terminology. So the Bible tells us in the text that God is without respect of persons. All men justly in equity, they will be judged, every man's work, for the church at the judgment seat of Christ, our works will be tried by fire. But all men, without any prejudice, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, will be judged without respect to persons. And then he follows that up by saying, we are passing the time. And as we pass the time in our sojourning. This is a child of God. We realize we're just passing through. We're pilgrims and strangers on the earth. What is the spirit that should envelop us and saturate our life? Not love, fear. Fear. This is what ought to grip us. Why? It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Very soon, the old song we sing, farewell, farewell. I know, you ever, where they're floating up, sweet hour, no, to be absent from the bodies and be present with the Lord. But it's over. Work, Jesus said, the night cometh when no man can work. No more. The great privilege to live by faith and to seek the Lord early while he may be found. So as we pass the time as sojourners, you see, the average person has set up permanent residence. They love the world, the things in the wor- of, of the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him, the Bible says. But they seem to feel pretty comfortable here. They've kind of settled in. Um, I heard the story one time about these uh, people. They received a phone call from a relative that lived in another state. They said, you know, we're, we're coming by to see you. And uh, this is a true story. And uh, next time I tell you a true story, I'll let you know. But they, they visited and uh, brought his whole family, pulled up in a big vehicle, and uh, he just moved in. You know, turned into a one or night two-night stay of a relative, he just wouldn't leave. And, he, and come to find out, he'd done that to a few different people relative through the years. I don't know if you've ever had a relative like that. Uh, and I had an aunt. You couldn't just go visit her. You had to give her pretty much forewarning and even see if you could visit for an hour. Probably, maybe she'd had a relative like this before that just visited and never left. But uh, just moved in. And, you know, that's what a lot of Christians, we're supposed to be passing through. As we pass the time, we are passing through as pilgrims and strangers on earth. And that's why in the wilderness wanderings, they would live in tents, so to speak, tabernacles, 
these were not permanent dwellings. And even when they observed the, the Feast of Tabernacles, they would set up booths like we would think of a brush arbor or a lean-to. They would have to take their family out camping. Wouldn't, I know this is rough. No air conditioning, no bug spray, uh, no electricity, and go out there and remind the family that they were once slaves for 400 years in Egypt, and God set them free, and they were just passing through. Not permanent residents. Someone told me the other day, I forget what their, uh, it was a very extravagant subdivision in uh, Austin, and their H, what is their home, H-O, H, yeah, there we go, H-O-N. It was 1500 a month. Now, that, that's just, that's after you pay your mortgage, after your electric, after insurance, after all utility, 1500 a month. You, you, they decided to move in. Not me, I'm passing through. Uh, that's nuts. Uh, people are doing it all. You know why? To fit in to be in the upper echelon of society so they can run with the snoots, uh, whatever they are. N not me. Uh, I'd rather drive the old cancer machine rust bucket than just get somewhere and go home and have a peaceful life. Uh, so we're just passing through. So America and the worldly Christian, the backsliders out there, who are trying to build their little kingdom on earth, they're not passing through. They're not living with the spirit of fear. They have settled in. They're casual. They love it. They're looking forward to it. They have plans. You know, I remember when my grandmother passed away. Uh, I think she was 90, I don't want to say, she's in her high 90s. She had a dress that was in her closet that was brand new. And right before she passed away, the grandchildren said, Grandma, why don't you wear your new dress? She said, I'm saving that. And they said, you're 96. Wear your new dress. Now, I think I'm going to go through my closet and wear every shirt I've never worn. Uh, when my dad passed away, I went through my closet and I, and I told uh, my nephews this the other day. I said, I think I've got enough shirts to live the rest of my life. I don't need any more shirts. I mean, I got so many nice shirts. I don't even wear them because I'm the type guy like my dad. Once I wear one, I'll just ring around the collar and wear that thing out. Why would I want to wear a new shirt when I already broke this one in? But anyway, I know I'm probably a weirdo, but... Remember when you were young and it took a long time for your birthday to roll around? And you got a, you know, and I remember when we were young, we got a party. We'd have a cake. I could invite my friends. We'd have Kool-Aid. There was some activities. We'd play like pin the tail on the donkey, which was, I can't believe they allowed that. You know, and uh, put a blindfold on a kid and he's trying to stab somebody with a needle. Uh, all those great safe games like yard darts and stuff where you just throw those heavy things up there. Uh, pea shooters, which could put somebody's eye out. Slingshots, we had another name for those. But 
Um, and now, and I, you mean it's my birthday already? Where did that year go? Went too quick. You know, and you, you children, the, the older you get, the faster it passes. Before you know it, you'll be 20. Before you know it, you're 30. Before you know it, you're 40. Before you know it, you got gray hair. Before you know it, where did my life go? It's like a dream. Remember how long it used to take Christmas to come around? I don't even like Christmas for many reasons, but um, it, uh, it's too, too quick. I don't, want, I don't want Christmas to come. Um, where did the summer go? I mean, school started. Where did that summer go? I'll tell you where it went. The time passed. Passing of the time. So we are to do this in the right spirit. What is it? Fear. Why? Jesus is coming. When the last soul is saved, church age is over. We're going up to meet the Lord in the air. Our works are going to be tried by fire. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God, and our God is a consuming fire. And we are born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now, life is not fair. If you haven't learned that yet, uh, you need to go back to uh, kindergarten. Life's not fair. They'll, like the preacher said, fair is that place where you, they have the Ferris wheel and you hope it doesn't get stuck when you're at the top. Uh, life's not fair. Some people have more money than you. Some people are more educated than you. Some people were born with a higher intellect uh, capability than you. Some people may have maybe a parent, better uh, appearance, the fe features than you more talent than you, um, maybe better health, maybe a better body. Life's not fair, but God made one thing fair. We all have time. We all have time. The same clock's ticking for everybody. Same 24 uh, hours in a day, seven days a week. We all have this opportunity to pass the time in what? Fear to be afraid of God. You see, the fear of the Lord is not preached very, uh, very seldom anymore, not talked about. It's looked down upon. It's, ac it's actually ostracized. A lot of people, they just want grace to you, love, uh, sweep everything under the rug, but, and God is somehow this elderly, blind person with cataracts that's in a rocking chair and everybody's getting away with everything. No. He's looking at everything we do. The fear of the Lord will help us depart from evil. So time is passing. The clock is ticking. Our lives are well spent. We are to be redeeming the time for the days are evil. So when we look at this rat race of the American culture, of the multifaceted complex. You know how everybody's trying to work things. You know, everything's backwards. They, they, first they said, you need to uh, multitask, right? Uh, and it's true. I want to do several things at once. 
Well, now there's a move, new move in a coin phrase called monotask. You can't even do one thing right, much less many at one time. Now that I'm not talking about you. I was talking about that's what they were saying. Uh, mon, monotask. We need to monotask. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it, and whatever it is, you know, I'm going to uh, work my garden or whatever. Uh, passing the time. Where did that summer growing season go? Oof. Where did it go? So when it's all said and done, what is important? What is important? It's not necessarily, follow this, what we do. Now, there's certain things we ought to do. You ought to be faithful to God's house. Forsake not the assembly of ourselves together. You ought to honor the Lord with the tithe, the substance that God has increased you with. You ought to uh, obey the Great Commission. You ought to come out from the world and be separate. You ought to do all these things. You ought to love your wife, husbands, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You ought to train your children up in the way that they should go so when they're old they'll not depart from it. Yes, we ought to do these things. He didn't say do anything. He said pass the time with a spirit. What spirit? Fear. Fear. Very, very important. How are we passing the time? As a sojourner, a pilgrim, realizing we're just passing through. You know, that song, until the Lord calls me home. I love that song. You know, or when we get taken up. It's one of the two. You're getting called home either, either way. Uh, until that time, we are born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, and this knowledge of the born-again nature, Christ in you, the eternal bread of life, the Word of God, and the coming judgment. We ought to pass the time in fear. Remember just a while back, we got six inches of rain? We did it at my house. It was like a, what is this? You know, I have, it was like, this is, I, look, I looked out my window, there was standing water this deep, and it was running down the hill, filled up a ditch behind us. It was looking pretty good back then. Uh, time has passed. Time has passed. It's a burn over desert out there. It's, it's a horrible condition. But God is God. You know, I, I forget where that verse is, but it says, I the Lord drieth the river. I the Lord kill the fish. He made the fish. He can kill the fish. Praise the Lord. We do not judge. Whatever happens as the time is passing that is beyond our control, that's one thing. We can pass the time, though, with the right spirit. And what's the spirit? Fear. So you think about it. Is America past time, you know, baseball and apple pie? And I used to love baseball, and they call it hardball for a reason. You know, when, when you're in shortstop and a hot grounder is coming at you, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a hot bouncing grounder with some spin on that thing, and you got to get a wide stance and face that thing down. Uh, it takes guts. It's, it's hardball. That thing will bust your teeth out. 
Uh, you know, and that's what I grew up. But then through time, you know, watching baseball, I can't hardly watch it. The guys on the throw the pitch. You know. You know, then the batter's up there, takes his gloves off 50 times, uh, do this hocus-pocus stuff, you know, knock the, hey, the dust is out of your cleats. It's not even wet. Uh, j there's no mud. Just get in a batter's box and throw the pitch. Uh, I'm not going to pass the time doing that. And, and I'm not disrespecting anybody who does it, but w there's a wise way to pass the time, and there's a wise spirit to pass the time. And what is it? Fear. Honor the Lord. Proverbs 23, 17. Be thou, listen to this, in the fear of the Lord all the day long. From the time you wake up and you receive consciousness and you get up and you set up and you stand up, you ought to fear God and live all day long fearing God, and when you go to bed, you ought to still be fearing God. Matthew 10, 28, fear not him who is able to kill the body, but fear him who is able to cast body and soul into hell. The liberals don't like these verses. You know, this. here's another verse you can just white out or uh, rip that page out too. You know, as, as I mentioned this morning, this is unbelievable what's happening. Um, the, the WE World Economic Forum, they have just ordered AI to rewrite the Bible. It's unbelievable. They're going to rewrite the Bible through AI with all the things programmed to kill the God of the Bible and the God of, the, of Abraham and make all these re religions accepted to follow what they're agenda is, and what is it? You'll own nothing and be happy. Did you know China right now is rewriting the Hebrew Bible as communists to brainwash all the billions of Chinese uh, from the truth of the Word of God so they'll serve the communist state? These things are happening. They're in the works. Liberals don't like the fear of the Lord. They, for some reason, think God is a compromiser, and He doesn't mean what He said, and He, he didn't say what He meant, that He's just going to look the other way. No, we are coming into judgment. Judgment. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I had somebody tell me one time, a church member, I haven't been convicted about that yet. And uh, that's what liberals say when they don't want to live something. Hey, you don't need to be convicted. If it's in the Bible, you're supposed to do it whether you feel anything about it. Right. Now, Proverbs 129, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. How do you, how do you fear God? It's a decision. I decide to understand the omniscience and the foreknowledge and the sovereignty and providence of Almighty God, 
who is the Ancient of Days, the self-existing one, the pre-existing one that is so ancient it must be transcribed, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith, I choose to realize He's watching me. Everything I do, He knows every thought, every fantasy, every motive, every part of my life. He's watching every cent that we spend. You know, I'm, I found a penny in the parking lot today. Did anybody lose a penny? It's a brand new shiny copper one. Finders, yeah, keepers, uh, what, what, weeper, we, weepers, weepers. I like, I like Brother Powell. He picks everyone up, soul winning. He goes, hey, hundred of these makes a dollar. Yeah, the, these kids, uh, ten dimes, you know, uh, we were soul winning. I said, hey, here's a dime. You can't buy anything with a dime. Well, no, you can't, but you save it up and it adds up and you can buy something. Uh, there's a name for that type of person. Yes. So what is the fear of the Lord? It is the constant and conscious awareness that God is watching every detail of our life and will deal with us accordingly. He's watching. If God is God, and He is, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, beholding the evil and the good. When Ezekiel, in his vision of the cherubim and the throne of Almighty God in chapter 1, chapter 3, and chapter 10, the wheel inside of the wheel, there was eyes inside the wheels turning and looking and knowing everything. There is nothing we can hide. That's why I've often said, all God wants us to do is to be honest with what God already knows. He knows what we think. He knows your temptation. He knows your lust. He knows our tendencies. All God wants us to do is admit what He already knows. God's looking for someone to walk with Him. And how shall two walk together except they be agreed? So the fear of God is this more than reverential awe, though that's a big part of it. It's the spirit of just Knowing the presence of God, understanding God is here. In Acts 17, Paul said, He's not very far from us if we could but feel after Him. So I want you to think about this. Yes, God, and I had someone ask me this question recently. It's a very good doctrinal question. But it was about the, the Godhead and the Trinity and which each of the members of the Godhead, what can they do in certain times and dispensations and so forth? But we know there's three heavens. We're on the earth. God made man to subdue the earth, and He gave the earth to men, um, and we're to take dominion and walk with God. Uh, the fallen angels usurped authority. They came down, and the gods fell, and they want to rule what God gave to men. So we know in the second heaven, this is more likened to the soul of man. The earth is uh, first heaven likened to our body. And then we know that there's the deep and the great red dragon, the seven-headed crooked serpent, Leviathan lives up there. And then you have the third heaven, the throne room of God, 
And sometimes we think about, we forget God's so far. And, you know, you get out there and look up outer space and then you think, wow, there's a sea of glass above the stars and God Almighty's on the throne up there. Sometimes we forget the omnipresence of Almighty God. Yes, He's up there, but He's right here. In actuality, it's almost a dimension to where heaven is just right here too. We just can't really grasp it or understand it in our limitations of the finite mind and the flesh. But we're already in heaven. We're already there. We're seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Christ is already in us. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is a fearful thing. You know, what the devil wants us to do is to lose awareness that God's watching. Lose awareness that God is present. We should never lose the fear of the Lord. You know, think about Solomon, one of the wisest man who ever lived, or one of them. He sought wisdom, but he didn't love God. He sought wisdom, but he was an idolater and went after strange women. David, his father, was a man after God's own heart. But Solomon tried everything in the world because he had unlimited resources. He was the richest man on earth, had the wisdom to organize in all of these different um, experiments and activities and building projects. He passed the time. You know, it's really something when you think about it. At the end of life, when it's all said and done, and we pass the time, Solomon tried pleasure. He tried comedy, laughter. He said, I tried laughter. He tried being a stoic to where you can't show your emotions like those British guards at the, at the palace. He tried wine. He tried parties. He had dancing girls. He tried building projects, all kinds of edifices. He built vineyards, orchards, had fountains of waters, all sorts of aqueducts and amazing infrastructure. He had all the power, all the privilege. He had great possessions of herds of all kinds of animals, domesticated and exotic animals brought in from all over the known world, silver and gold, all kinds of horses and uh, amazing things, all types of uh, women, different varieties of women. Um, I think one's enough. But uh, he tried foolishness. He tried wickedness. He tried hard work. He, he tried being a bum. He said, well, I'll just see what that's like. I'll just be a lazy couch potato and see how that works out. He tried loneliness. He tried social interaction. Indulgence, he refrained. He passed the time. And you know what he said? Vanity of vanity. All is vanity. This is vexation. I am vexed in my spirit I have tried to pass the time. And when he got to the end, he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
And basically what he's saying is, I wasted my time passing the time because I didn't fear God. He said, fear God and keep his commandments. What an amazing thing. So God is watching everything we do and will deal with us accordingly. Um, for some reason, your average American thinks God is not serious. There's an old story. Um, it's a good illustration. I don't know if it's true. About a cowboy, Texas cowboy. He uh, got on a cattle drive up the Chisholm Trail, went up into uh, Kansas. He got his money. He goes into a saloon. He's getting drunk, living it up, and somebody steals his horse. And uh, he goes out and he starts shooting off his pistol and waving it around. And he said, if my horse ain't back soon, I'm going to do what I did to that horse thief when I was back down there in Texas. And they said, well, man, what did you do with that horse thief back in Texas? He said, I walked home. <laughs> and he said, boy, it's going to be a long walk from, uh, from Kansas. Uh, you know, a lot of people think God's making empty threats. God's not, God is not making empty threats. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. I fully believe that's why it says that God's going to have to wipe away tears in heaven of the sorrow and the shame and the embarrassment that we passed the time and we did not fear God. Now, I'm almost through, but that doesn't mean you're perfect, but it'll sure help you grow in grace. It doesn't mean you'll be sinless and flawless, but it'll sure help you have an awareness to think it through, right, before you do something. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. When we think about it, judgment's coming. We've already purified our souls through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are born again. We have no excuse. By the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So, in conclusion, we can't stop time. We can't, I've, I've heard of time travel. I don't know, have you ever time traveled? I think I have a couple of times. Time stops or it gets real slow. You say, what were you on? Like somebody said, uh, Humphrey Bogart, I'll take some of that. Or uh, what was that? I'll have what he's having. <laughs> I'll have what he, man. But no, uh, we can't stop time. We can't stop it. The clock's ticking. Time is passing. You know, when I was a kid, I just think about, we're going to play football. So, isn't it vain? We're going to play army men. Where'd that, where'd that life go? We're going to play with our Hot Wheels cars. You know, we're going to play with our matchbox. Uh, we're going to go fishing. And then you wake up one day and you look in the mirror you say, I'm 62. <laughs> I am 62. I don't feel it. 
and uh, hope I'm still in my prime. If God has mercy, I got time left. But redeeming the time for the days are evil. Are we a sojourner pilgrim? Or have we built a permanent residence and kind of settled in to this world system? For Satan is the God of this world. He has blinded those lest they believe the, the light of the glorious gospel. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. Passing the time. How? He didn't give us commandments. Do this, do that, don't. Do. No, he said with fear. You know why? If you fear God, you won't do that stuff. If you fear God, you will do what you're supposed to do. All right. Let's pray. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed.